When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Optimism Wednesday. This is what we do. We stay positive on Wednesday and that that is the entire focus of this show today. This is Breakfast with Kent and we're staying positive. We're going to try. It's a reminder to me, that's what Optimism Wednesday is, a reminder to me that being a sports fan is about being positive sometimes. You can't be negative all the time, so we're going to be positive about the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to be positive about the Indiana Pacers in the upcoming draft. Tomorrow night, the Pacers are going to get busy helping to build what they hope is a championship team. They got five picks right now. They aren't going to exercise all five picks. The Colts we're going to talk about, CBS Sports ranks the triplets in the NFL, and they have the Colts ranked 24th. Richardson, Taylor, Pittman ranked 24th. I don't think that's a rational uh, ranking. I don't like it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Cubs a little bit. Cubs winners again last night. They beat the Pirates. They just keep winning. And, And not to be outdone, the Reds just keep winning. They have now won 10 in a row. The National League Central is all of a sudden winning games, although they're also losing games because the the Cubs are playing against the Pirates. They're also in the National League Central. So the Central losing, the Central winning, Tucker Barnhart hits a home run, Brownsburg's, Brownsburg's very own, a very good day for the Chicago Cubs. This, like I said, is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, June 21st. It's hump day in the week. It's hump day... Beginning of summer, it, it, this is the longest day, and it happens to be an Optimism Wednesday. Wednesday, that's fantastic. Uh, we're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson is going to fix up your plumbing. He was out here Monday, did a great job for us again. You got to call him. He's going to take good care. He is 765-610-8809. The best. If you got a chance to hire the best, you hire the best. Smash that subscribe button, hit the like button, that bell icon, you punch that and you're going to get an alert every time we go live or post a video. And if you want to make a super thanks, we're super welcome. That's what we do. All right, let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, they suddenly have the potential to have triplets that are reasonably good. And CBS continues to rank them 24th. All right, now look, I get it. Nobody knows exactly what Anthony Richardson is going to be, and nobody knows whether Jonathan Taylor is going to be healthy. 
And nobody knows if, if Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be healthy and whether he's going to be able to take a step forward with what is a young quarterback who can kind of maybe... Thank you, Christina. I really appreciate that. Have a wonderful day, everyone. You have a wonderful day, Christina. Um, is Michael Pittman Jr.'s potential going to be unlocked by a suddenly youthful quarterback in Anthony Richardson? We're going to find out. It's likely that Anthony Richardson's rookie year has some fits and spurts, some ups and some downs. That's going to happen. But Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Pittman suddenly give the Colts an opportunity. Uh, thank you, Howdy. I appreciate that. Longtime viewer just wanted to say I appreciate the consistent uploads and great content. Hey, we're nothing if not consistent. We are regular. You know, if we were a... a, a this isn't a, a, maybe a great analogy, but if we were a bowel movement, we would come every day at 6.15. We are at least regular. We might not be shapely. We might not smell great. But we're there every single morning at 6.15 in the afternoon. Just the same. It's what we do. All right. Going to have to work on that. That was a little spontaneous. We're going to have to think of something else that might be a little more apropos. All right. Um, this is a group, I think, that can get things done. At least they have the potential to. Anthony Richardson has the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He has the athletic potential to do that. Matt Ryan did not at the age of 37. Philip Rivers did not at the age of 38 and 39. Carson Wentz did not. Post-injury, Carson Wentz is just a different quarterback than what he was early in his career in Philadelphia. And that's why Philadelphia and the Colts and the Commanders have said ta-ta-ta-tell to Carson Wentz. But Anthony Richardson is different. Anthony Richardson can run it. Anthony Richardson can throw it. Anthony Richardson hopefully is able to think it. I think he's going to be able to do that. Jonathan Taylor potentially is the best, not one of the best, the best running backs in the National Football League. And Michael Pittman is tall. He's rangy. And if he is 100% healthy, he is capable. Hell, he wasn't 100% healthy last year, and he caught 99 balls. So we know healthy he could catch 100 and potentially like 1,100 yards of receiving. If you've got guys who can do that, you've got you, – and if, if you look at what their potential is, and let's say Anthony Richardson's potential is to be the 12th-ranked quarterback in the NFL this coming year as a rookie. That's the high end. That's the ceiling. If you say that and you say Jonathan Taylor could be the top running back in the NFL and Michael Pittman is like a middle of the pack, let's say 18th level number one receiver, what you've got for the Colts, you've got 10, 11, 12 ranked triplet. And at 10, 11, or 12, they got a shot. They got a shot to go 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, something along those lines. If you look at the Colts, since 1993, and we talked about this yesterday a little bit, their bounce-back seasons, other than 97-98, where they went from three wins to three wins, every other time they have won four or fewer games. The next season, they've gone at least 500. They've gone at least 8-8. Eight and eight. And most of the time... They've gone, they went 10 and 6. Uh, they went 13 and 3, 8 and 8, and 11 and 5. 
not in order. But those are the other four. Those are uh, minus that three-win season in 98. Those are the bounce-back wins. This is not a team that is definitively in ink projected to lose uh, 12 games or 11 games. It's just not. I think they win seven. And I think I'm like in the center of what is likely. They could win eight. They could win nine. And the triplets that the Colts have are going to be a big part of that. I, I think that the offense has a chance to actually be the real strength of this team. And the defense, you kind of scratch your head and say, okay, I don't understand this defense. Let's see what Gus Bradley can do. That's the place where optimism is uniquely deployed. Because if Shaquille Leonard can't play, I don't know who takes the ball away. Without Yannick Ngakwe, I don't know who gets to the quarterback. Now, Yannick Ngakwe did not do anything else. But at least he got to the quarterback. And at cornerback, I don't know who's going to cover anybody. Those are problems. Those are big problems, especially for a team that said bye-bye to Stephon Gilmore and uh, got in return the draft pick that selected Evan Hull. Now, I think Evan Hull is going to be a force for good for this team. I think he's going to be good as a rookie. I think he's going to be kind of a guy as a rookie. At the very least, the Colts are going to be in a position where rookies have to do some things. They're going to have to put rookies out there and say, okay, go. They're going to have to teach these guys how to play and how to contribute to a winning culture and a winning organization. And that's going to happen sooner rather than later. And I'm not just talking about Anthony Richardson. I'm talking about Juju Brents. I'm talking about Darius Rush. I'm talking about Josh Downs. I'm talking about Evan Hull. There are a lot of guys on this team that better show up and show out or this team's going to have trouble. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Pacers and the NBA draft that's going to be tomorrow night. Right now, the Pacers are scheduled to draft 7th, 26th, 29th, 32nd, and 55th. What are you going to get out of those picks? Now listen, in uh, you can look at previous drafts, and you can get guys in the 30s, so you can get guys in the 20s. The danger with seven, and I'm going to explain this a little bit more slowly today so people understand, and this was reiterated by both Ryan Carr and Kevin Pritchard in, in recent media availabilities. They said what you're looking for is a high-ceiling guy. When you look for a high-ceiling guy at seven, what you've got inherently is a low floor, and that is why at seven... You have seen, over the last 10 drafts, a lot of mistakes because people project guys up. You know what they could You know what this guy could be? This guy could be this instead of this. But what they wind up, they wind up here. That's a problem at seven because you're selecting upside in a player that has been passed over six times. GMs aren't dumb. GMs don't pass on guys because they're going to be the best player in the NBA. GMs don't pass on guys because they're going to be all league. That just doesn't happen. I would like to see seven go away. I'd like to see seven maybe go to the Raptors and you get in return somehow or another, maybe you have to give up a piece, you get OG Ananobi. I like Ananobi. He's going to score 17 points a game per 36 minutes. He's done it almost exactly the last three years. 
He led the league last year in steals. He is long. He's an effective basketball player. He can be a winning basketball player. He can be a guy who, who nudges you forward toward winning while not being a greedy guy, not being needy. He doesn't need the basketball 86 times. He's not a brand. He's not a guy. He's not sitting with his brain trust around the dining room table in his uh, palatial estate saying, how can I be more top of mind with basketball fans and culturally significant in China? He didn't say these things. He, they, they, that is so far away from what OG Ananobi's consciousness is. I think he winds up being a guy for the Pacers that kind of fits the culture and will bring some winning to this organization sooner rather than later. And he's going to be 26 is all in July. Feels like he's been around forever, but he's just going to be 26. Uh, you gotta, you gotta pull the trigger on some deals that are going to elevate this franchise. Kevin Pritchard has got to get aggressive. I think he's going to get aggressive. Uh, I think he is going to go bonkers tomorrow night. I think he's going to channel the Portland Trailblazers version of Kevin Pritchard and, and push all chips in and, and do something. And I hope he does. And I hope he doesn't listen to Larry Bird. Uh, going back all the way to Larry Bird and really the beginning of Larry Bird's reign as the president of the Indiana Pacers and the guy who crafted so many drafts, this West Coast fixation that the, the Pacers have, I, I just don't understand. Let, let's go back, all right? Let's go back to last year. Benedict Matherin, Arizona, Andrew Nebhardt, from Gonzaga, Chris Duarte in 21 from Oregon. In 20, there was no first-round pick, and this is really when they've got top 39 picks. Goga Batadza, I don't know whether he was more West or East. I don't know that much about uh, war-torn Georgia, the former Soviet Republic. Is it more West or East? I think it's probably more East, but you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's Central Europe. Uh, then you've got Aaron Holiday in 2018 out of UCLA. Then you've got T.J. Leaf out of UCLA. Then you've got Karis LeVert in 2016, and you say, hooray, the, the Pacers have drafted somebody from the Midwest. Uh-oh, no, he's been immediately traded to the Nets. Then you've got Miles Turner from Texas, still west of the Mississippi. Then no first-round pick in 2014. In 2013, Solomon Hill out of Arizona. In 2012, suddenly there is a departure and you've got Miles Plumley out of Duke. Yikes. You know who you passed up in 2012? We already know this. But uh, Draymond Green went 35th. He'd be nice to have on your team. No. Uh, Chris Middleton went 39th. Jay Crowder went 34th. All those guys were on the table when the, when the Pacers picked. You got to get winners. And you got to get... Draft somebody from the East Coast, for God's sake. We know what these West Coast guys do. They lose. Not all of them. That's a ridiculous... It's a ridiculous kind of a, a criticism. But why the fixation on the West Coast? I just don't understand. Kevin Pritchard, he, he went to, like, junior high right up here in Noblesville, for God's sake. He knows Indiana. 
He knows the East. What are we doing? Larry Bird, he went to he went to Springs Valley High School for goodness sake. He knows Indiana, he knows the East. Why are we always drafting West Coast people? Why do the Pacers do that? Stop drafting Pac-12 basketball players and stop immediately. Anyway, I think the Pacers are going to get some work done, and I think that Kevin Pritchard is going to do that work. And we've got birthdays to celebrate by God. That's what we do. Why do I think that? Because it's Optimism Wednesday. you got to get guys. Tyrese Halliburton. All right. Matherin, all right. Nemhard, all right. You got you got youth on this team. Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith. You got guys who project to play at a high level. Let's get those guys and and the guys who don't move them the hell out. What is this team like? Miles Turner's been here for almost ten years. What's his team been with Miles Turner? Why do we continue to believe that he is a force for good? I don't get it. Move him out. He's very affordable. He's going to be very attractive to some team. I don't, is there any evidence he wants to be here? Does he like living here during the season? Anyway, let's celebrate some birthdays. The great Rob Krupp celebrating a birthday. The great Reed Lowe, one of the wonderful enforcers in the history of the National Hockey League. Tony DeKaiser working with Smiley, doing a great job. At WZPL, happy birthday to Tony. Charlie Slavic, happy birthday to the great Ben Hoffman. How much money did Ben Hoffman make for Entercom selling the Smiley Show? The answer is plenty. Uh, Buddy Baker, agent to the stars, celebrating a birthday. Tom Parker and Matt Scheidler, web designer and web hoster of the stars. Happy birthday to Matthew. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else with an honest but uh, and specific compliment. So do that. Treat each other well. Lift each other up. Don't pull each other down. Goodness sake of mercy. We know that, don't we? Make it nice for other people to be alive. We, we don't need, look, we don't need to go into submarines and examine the Titanic to make our lives full. All we need to do is treat people well. Think of somebody else today instead of just yourself. That's kind of a nice thing to do. That's an optimistic way to look at life. Later today, uh, oh, at 11 o'clock this morning, two big brains. It'll probably be about 11.05, 11.10, but two big brains. Breaking it down for you in only the way Dan Dockich and I can, that on the Two Big Brains channel on YouTube. Subscribe today. Get on there today. You'll see this pop up on Twitter as uh, Dan retweets the, uh, or tweets the link. Easy beasy.